Against the better judgment of respectable gentlefolk everywhere, this is the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes, England's only poet laureate of the piss pot. This podcast is not for children, the dull-witted and infirm, or the morally indignant. Arthur takes no responsibility, and never has, for damn near anything. This week's episode, The Ruined Maids. Hello everyone, this is Arthur Greenleaf Holmes, and welcome once again to the Wildly Inappropriate Podcast. This is, I don't know, is this episode 7, 8, something like that? The important thing is that it is a new episode. And today I shall be talking about uh, my poem, The Ruined Maid. I've said this before, that often I will write a poem based on some other poem that I've encountered, and how that first poem has either inspired me or made me think of what might serve as the uh, the irresponsible mirror image of it. And that is certainly true of this one. Uh, Thomas Hardy wrote a poem called The Ruined Maid as well. And Thomas Hardy, uh, he sort of, he straddles the 19th and 20th centuries in England. He wrote both poetry and some fabulous novels, uh, but it was after... Jude the Obscure was published, and he received some rather disheartening reviews that he left novel writing altogether and returned back to poetry. By the way, I love some of Thomas Hardy's novels. I love Jude the Obscure, I love Tess of the D'Urbervilles, and Far From the Madding Crowd is another one I'm very fond of. He had a very uh, disillusioned view of God and God's presence in human life. He, uh, his... Novels always have a very fatalistic ending to them, and he has some rather dour poetry as well, but I I also think he had a big heart, and I think he had concern for people, and that's what, I I think that's where it comes from. He has this one poem called The Ruined Maid. Actually, I'm going to read another poem of his before I do that one. This is one of the first poems I really came to love when I was a, a young college student, and it's called Neutral Tones. This one really stuck with me. Listen to this. We stood by a pond that winter day, and the sun was white, as though chidden of God, and a few leaves lay on the starving sod. They had fallen from an ash, and were gray. Your eyes on me were as eyes that rove over tedious riddles of years ago, and some words played between us to and fro, on which lost the more by your love. The smile on your mouth was the deadest thing alive enough to have strength to die and a grin of bitterness swept thereby like an ominous bird a-wing. Since then, keen lessons that love deceives and rings with wrong have shaped to me your face and the God-cursed sun and a tree and a pond edged with grayish leaves. That's not a very happy poem, is it? And I, I do like how at the very end he pieces together images as if he's creating a painting, an image for us to... to depart the poem with. And I really love that poem. It's the sort of poem that as a college student, it might really stick with you, especially that line, the smile on your mouth was the deadest thing alive enough to have strength to die. But Thomas Hardy also had a really great sense of humor, as uh, evidenced by this poem that I'm going to read. It is also called The Ruined Maid. I say it's also called, well, his poem came first, of course. But look at, look at his sense of humor and his sense of irony and his sense of social indignation at the treatment of women. And this is in the, in, in the Victorian era. Listen to this. Amelia, my dear, this does everything crown. Who could have supposed I should meet you in town? And whence such fair garments, such prosperity? 
Oh, didn't you know I've been ruined, said she. You left us in tatters without shoes or socks, tired of digging potatoes and spudding up docks. And now you've gay bracelets and bright feathers three. Yes, that's how we dress when we're ruined, said she. And it goes on like that. Today's podcast is sponsored by Asbestos Chews, the tangy tart treat with that pleasantly surprising crunch of real asbestos dust. Developed in the coal shafts, miners love them, and so will your little miners. Starts out sour, then sweet, and then that delightful tingle begins. An explosion of real flavor. Shove one down your shaft today. Mmm, mmm, asbestos chews. They'll take your breath away. You can see here that Thomas Hardy is being very critical of the hypocrisy in Victorian society. Here we have a woman who is doing perhaps the only thing she can do to support herself. And in that society, there were so many obstacles to women at everywhere you turned. I mean, if, if a woman had had a child out of wedlock, if a woman uh, had slept with someone and was not married, if a woman uh, had no one to support her. Where did she turn? What could she do? There was there were very few opportunities to even support yourself. So here we have a woman who's decided that she's going to do one of the few things that she can do, and she becomes a prostitute or a courtesan, and she doesn't seem terribly upset by it. In fact, she now has the wherewithal to, to don herself in fine clothing, and her attitude in this poem is certainly not of someone who seems ruined in any way. Thomas Hardy is poking fun, but he's also being very critical of the double standards. It seems to him, I suppose, that if you are going to condemn a woman for choosing that avenue in life, you should also provide some other opportunities or avenues to a fruitful life. And that's Thomas Hardy. That's why I love him. And I always thought that it was rather strange, uh, that term, the ruined maids, if someone was ruined simply because they'd slept with someone else, as if this was just a piece of property that you brought home from the store, and, and you take it home and you decide that there's some sort of imperfection in it, and you, you've saved your receipt. You can take it back and say, ooh, I, uh, I purchased this woman, and now she's ruined. She's utterly ruined. There's nothing I can do with her, and I want my money back. I want her replaced. And so, in that spirit, I, I thought I would write a poem. And uh, here it is. This is called The Ruined Maid. Last night I met a comely girl with cheek blush and golden curls. Pure this maid as glittered snow, and to my chamber we did go. Yet when the sun dismissed the moon, I woke to find this maid was ruined. And so I'd like to take her back. For look behind, you'll see she's cracked. She lost that new made smell. It's true, no, she's been used and badly too. Uh, by the way, I want to interrupt this poem because I was once listening to an old radio show as a detective show, maybe Sam Spade or something like that. And someone was described as being used bad like a dictionary in a stupid family. No, she's been used and badly too. What once shut tight now flops about. It lets it light and slops without. I've been deceived, this isn't right. Her maiden head didn't last one night. Good man, she's ruined, quite ruined, I say. I want a new one right away. Her knees have scuffed beyond repair. There's handprints on her derriere. She winks at every passing bloke. Her legs have bowed and now she smokes. 
I'm sorry, I, I don't know why I added the sound of a bubble pipe there. Let's continue. Good man, she's ruined. Quite ruined, I say. I want a new one right away. This maid is ruined. So take her back. The bill of sale is in the sack. It's virtue I demand, or else I'll take my virtue someplace else. Yes, well, there you have it. Sort of a short one today, but I also wanted to talk about um, a few things. This podcast is going to keep going on, and I shall be dropping another one for every Saturday. So keep following the podcast. There will always be information if information comes up about the upcoming off-Broadway show. We are tentatively uh, setting our sights for this coming November, and I do hope it goes on. But we may also be doing some hit-and-run shows in the city, in New York City, during the summer. I don't know when that will happen. Maybe some spontaneous shows, maybe outside in a park or someplace like that. We'll have to see how it all goes. But um, come to my website, which is arthurgreenleafholmes.com. You can always follow me at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much for tuning in. Cheers, everyone. This has been the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes. Counselors are standing by for those of you in need of a good talk down. Please send all complaints to the Ministry of Abiding Indifference, whose address we haven't yet gotten around to. Follow Arthur on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and your local police blotter, and go to arthurgreenleafholmes.com to find out how you can be responsible for bringing this pervert to an off-Broadway theater. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Posted on dimlywit.com.